I want you to just stretch out, stretch out your hand in front of you and just say, Holy Spirit, we pray for your anointing. And your anointing for what you wanted to say. Give us ears to hear. And so, Holy Spirit, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Ah, fantastic. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. You know, sometimes there, is, there, there are messages that you need an anointing to be able to preach. And that's what today's is. In other words, if the anointing is there, we continue with it. If it's not, we'll just take a little detour. And you can ask me later on, did we actually go there or not? Because sometimes there are, you know, there, there, there are certain messages, like, like Paul said. He said, when I came to you, I, I had these messages. But then he says, when I came to you, I realized I couldn't give them. I, I had to give you, you know, milk. I had to give you some other things. And uh, sometimes you're in a meeting and you think, Lord, is there grace to share this? And, and because sometimes we need to be able to hear it well. And, and, uh, and, and, and I believe that what we're looking at down the track, but also what we're looking at for our nation is what I see is a couple of waves. And it's interesting that Matt Lansdowne, when he was here, talked about a wave off the coast of New Zealand, but it was a wave that wasn't moving. In other words, it's a stationary wave. It's a wave that, that he's calling in. But I, I believe the wave is also waiting for things. It's waiting for you. It's waiting for the church. It's a waiting for things to happen. And, um, you know, the uh, previous time that I spoke, I talked about, about the fact that God has been restoring fivefold. Over the years, every move of God, there'll be, an, there'll be an, uh, a high tide on one gift. There'll be a high tide on the evangelist. And, and there'll be this evangelistic grace that gets moved across. And God restores the, the evangelist to the body of Christ. And then there's a high tide on the prophet. And the, 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 the tide on the evangelist goes down. And, and then there's a high tide on the teacher. You, anybody remember? Anybody here when we shared about this? And, and so we've had the prophetic. And, and now the where we've been is we've been in the apostolic. God's been restoring the, the gift of the apostle. And there's a high tide at the moment with apostolic ministry. And, um, but, but I see that the next, the next wave that is coming is the fact that God wants there to be a rising tide and a high tide, not on one gift, but all five gifts. In other words, what we believe is that there's a rising tide coming in the prophetic. If you're prophetic, the tide is coming up for you. And if you have a teaching bent, the tide is coming up for you. Because I don't feel like it's supposed to be one anymore. Actually, the tide is coming up on all of the different boats. You know, one of the, one of the dream holidays that my dad had was he wanted to be in one of those those canal houseboat holidays. Anybody ever heard of those? And you go down the canal and and you come to a I don't know, a point where it has to change and, and then and then you you sort of fill up a, I don't know what you call it, a, a lock. Thank you, thank you. You fill up a lock and you, and you come up or you go down and you go up and, and you get the, the right level and then you keep moving on. Okay, this is sort of, you know, one of the dream holidays that my, my dad would talk about in England and they have it through Europe and different places like that. And so I feel like that lock, that there is a rising tide that is lifting the boat and the gifts of God. If you have a prophetic a gift, it is coming up. If you have an evangelistic gift, I'm, uh, the evangelists are starting to fizz again. And it's, 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 not, it's not going high tide yet, but it's going to because the evangelists are starting to get stirred up. And, uh, you know, and when I, I know when um, someone was down, uh, down the front a few weeks ago, weeping under the Holy Spirit. And uh, when we finally managed to pull him together and and, and he began to talk about what was going on. He said, oh, God's given me a heart for the city. And I go, oh, yes, the evangelists are starting to get the tide starting to come up. And, and same with the teachers. How many of you know we need teachers? There was a time in the teaching move of God where people would run with Bibles and books to meetings. And they would sit and they would listen to teachers. And, and they would take notes that it was so anointed. And now it's like, oh, man, can you just turn him off? Because, you know, after a little while, we lose the, the grace to listen. Does anybody relate? That. But I would tell you, when there is anointing on teaching, there is a hunger to hear the Word of God. Come on, is anybody here? And so the, 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 the teacher is coming up. And, and, uh, and so there's a move of God that's going to be all five operating at the same time. And, uh, and, uh, but the, the wave that that is setting us up for is the wave behind that wave. This is what I believe and submit to you. And that is... When the glory, you see, because the Bible says this in Ephesians 4, it says, And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints 
for the work of ministry. In other words, when the, the fivefold gifts are all flying at high tide, what happens there is that the saints get equipped for the ministry of the work of God, for the kingdom of God. In other words, God wants to put His glory on the saints. The great move of God is going to be the saints rising up and carrying the glory of God because the fivefold equip the saints and the the saints get the work done, and it says this, it says, Till we all come to the unity of the faith, the knowledge of the Son of God, and to a perfect man. Whoa! That the church is perfected in the glory. And I want to tell you that, that miracles become commonplace when the glory of God is on the church. Come on. And so it's going to be a move of the saints, the saints, the saints. But here's, so that's kind of a recap on a message already. So that's telling you, that's what we're looking at. But I got a message that kind of is a challenging message. Because when we're looking at that, I feel like the Lord's been giving me a burden. And the title of my message is Double Portion Potential, Half Portion Life. Double portion potential, but half portion life. And there's a couple of stories in the book of Second Kings. And one of, those book of, uh, one of those stories is about the prophet Elijah and the prophet Elisha. How many of you heard that story in Second Kings? And we see that Elijah was the prophet of his time and Saw incredible things. I tell you, um, last year, Peter Robertson sent me a, a prophetic word that messed me up because he wrote this. He said this. He said, he said, church is not an organization to run. It is the prophet Elijah in this nation. <laughs> church is not an organization to run. It is the prophet Elijah to the nation. In other words, we're not just doing church. We're raising up the body of Christ to be Elijah because Elijah spoke to a lost nation. Elijah brought signs and wonders. Elijah prayed and saw there was an outpouring. In other words, that's what Peter Robertson was saying. That's the heart of running a church is to say we're raising up the prophet Elijah for the nation. Are you getting excited yet? And, uh, and so Elijah was this prophet and saw this incredible thing happen, but he had a servant, he had an assistant called Elisha, and um, then it was coming time for a transition for, for him to go to heaven. And Elisha, who's been serving him, wants a double portion. What's the message? Double portion potential, half portion life. And so Elisha, and so we'll, we'll have a look at 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 9. See if we can grab a hold of this with, with the anointing to hear this message, because I believe we need an anointing to hear it. And so it was, verse 9, so it was that when they had crossed over, so, so Elijah is preparing to go to heaven, and uh, he's wanting to lose his shadow. Elisha is his shadow. Or he's testing Elisha. And he says, so when they went to cross over, Elijah said to uh, Elisha, sorry, sorry, I'll just recap very, very quickly. Because that's the, that's the key verse. But the, the thing is this, that first, Elijah, they set off from Gilgal. And Elijah said to Elisha, hey, you just stay here, mate. I'm, I'm, I'm going on a journey. And Elisha was like, no, no, I'm sticking with you. I know that some dramatic things are going to happen. I'm sticking with you. So, so he goes from, to, to Bethel. And then he, then he says to Elisha, hey, you stay here. I'm now going to the Jordan. And every time they move, Elisha says, as surely as you live and as the Lord lives, I'm sticking with you. And then when they go to the new town, there's a whole lot of prophetic people because, you know, there was an incredible prophetic atmosphere there. And so all the company, the prophets in that town, they already knew what was happening. They knew God's taken Elijah home. And they come up to Elisha and they say, hey, did you know? Did you know that God's going to be taking your master home? And he's like, yeah, I know, I know, but don't speak of it. Don't speak of it. In other words, I'm not trying to rush that moment. And then Elisha's like, all right, you stay here, buddy. I'm going to go to the next place. And Elisha's like, I'm not leaving you, man. As surely as you live and as surely as the Lord lives, I'm sticking with you. And finally they get to the Jordan and then it's the two of them. And then he uses his mantle and splits the Jordan and crosses over. And then there's Elijah and Elisha. And Elijah's there going, what does it take to lose this guy? Can't we get a bit of privacy and he turns to Elisha and he says this. And so we're reading from this verse. And so it was that when they had crossed over, that Elijah said to Elisha, Ask, what may I do for you? 
before I'm taken away from you. And Elisha said, please let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. In other words, the portion that you carry for this nation, I want to have more. And Elisha said that you have asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, he said, okay, there's a condition. I tell you, some, some, some anointings come easy. Some anointings come almost automatically. And then there are some that are conditional. And so Elijah says, hey, there's a condition. He says, you asked for something difficult. So he said this. He said, if you see me when I'm taken away from you, it shall be so for you. But if not, if you don't see me when I'm taken away, then it shall not be. In other words, it's conditional. If you see me getting carried up into heaven, you'll get your double portion. If you can keep your eyes on me when the glory cloud and the horses and all the actions there, or if you're going to be in the corner with your eyes shut, you know, it all depends on you. If you see it, you get it. And suddenly the Bible tells us that there appeared a chariot of fire with horses of fire and separated the two of them. It just cut right between the two of them. That's what you call a seriously cool meeting. And Elijah was caught up in a whirlwind. I mean, you got it's a lot to try to keep your eyes open. I mean, there is a chariot of fire, there are horses of fire, there's a whirlwind, and he's caught up. And Elisha shouts after him. He cried out, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen. In other words, I saw it. I saw it and I get it. And the mantle of Elijah was on the ground. So he got it. And he took up the mantle of Elijah that had fallen and he went back and he stood by the bank of the Jordan River. And he started his ministry. And we, we find out the Bible records twice as many miracles for Elisha than with uh, Elijah. In other words, he, he, he carried that double portion. But here's the thing. Double portion potential, half portion life. Because we fast forward to another passage, 2 Kings chapter 13. Because now we see the role is switched. And it's nearly time for Elisha to go to heaven. And so now Elisha is going to go to heaven. And we see that there is a king called Jehoash. And Jehoash comes along and in 2 Kings 13. We pick up the story and here's Elisha. He's about to go to heaven. It says, now Elisha had been suffering from an illness from which he died. So he's about to go. Jehoash, the king of Israel, went down to see him. And he wept over him. There's lots of big tears going on. And he said these words. You might recognize them. My father, my father, the chariots and the horsemen of Israel. What does he want? He wants a double portion. He wants a double portion of Elisha's spirit. It's the same words. He's saying, hey, you know how, what you got from Elijah? You got a double portion and you're yelling out, Father, Father, the chariots of Israel, the horsemen. He said, here I am. I know you're about to exit. You had a double portion of Elijah's mantle. And here I am. You're about to go. So here I am. I'm coming to you. I'm crying tears. And I'm saying, oh, my father, my father, the chariots and the horsemen of Israel. And so Elisha thought, hey, this is a conditional thing. Some, some, some anointings are automatic. Some things are conditional. So Elisha says to this Jehoash, he says, go get a bow and get some arrows. And he did that. It's different conditions, but he's still giving him conditions. Are you following this? He gives him a bow and some arrows. He says, take the bow in your hands. And he did. And Elisha put his hands on the hands of the king. And he said, now open the east window and fire it out. And so he shoots this arrow. And Elisha says, the Lord's arrow, it's the Lord's arrow of victory over Aram. And then Elisha declared, you will completely destroy the Arameans. And then he said, now take the arrows. And the king took the arrows. 
And he said, now strike the ground with the arrows. So you understand what's happening here. Elisha was sticking with Elijah. Said, hey, I want a double portion of your spirit. Elisha said, what you're asking is a difficult thing. But if you see me when I'm caught up, you'll get it. Now Jehoash is trying to get a shortcut. And he comes and he goes, hey, the horsemen, the chariots of Israel, hey, can I get something that you're carrying? And he goes, well, maybe. Let's see. He says, I want you to do something. It's a prophetic action. And so he, he shoots this arrow through the window. And then he says, now I want you to take the, I want you to take the arrows. And I want you to strike the ground. So the king is like, that's kind of weird. So he grabs the arrows, and maybe he's feeling a bit sheepish. This is a bit dumb. Arrows aren't supposed to be whacked on the ground. There's other people are watching. This feels a bit weird. So he kind of, all right, whatever he wants, uh, whack. Was that kind of, I suppose that's sort of what he wanted? Whack. Oh, this is a bit embarrassing. Whack. All right, there you go, mate. Are you happy? And the Bible tells us that Elisha got angry with him. Because it says there, it says he struck three times and then he stopped. And the man of God was angry with him and says, why did you stop? You should have struck the ground five or six times. Then you would have completely defeated Aram and completely destroyed it. But now you will be defeated. Sorry, you will defeat them only three times. And then the next word goes on to say, Elisha died and was buried. Okay, so we're talking about right there at that moment, double portion potential, half portion living. Why do I say that? Because I tell you, I've been carrying a burden, and that is this. There is such a, there is such a potential on our generation. There is such a potential of glory on our generation. The, the prophetic intention of God, the desire of God, the glory that is being declared. There is such a potential. There is that which we can receive. But here's what I also believe. I really believe that there are people who's going to find that there is a moment where God says to you, you have a double portion potential, but you're living at a half portion level. And for us to truly be able to receive a double portion potential we have to live at a double portion living and let's have a look at the difference Elisha served Elijah he was a servant Jehoash was a ruler he didn't serve him at all he just came on the shortcut at the end hey can I can I get a double portion can I use the same words that you used maybe it'll work for me Elisha paid a price. Jeho Jehoash wanted it cheap. Elisha was wholehearted. Jehoash was half-hearted. Elisha couldn't be stopped. He couldn't be stopped. Even when Elijah told him to stop, he couldn't be stopped. But Jehoash stopped when he shouldn't have stopped. Come on, are you following this? You see, for... For Elijah, he was saying to Elisha, hey, why don't you stay here, man? You stay at Gilgal. I'm going to go to Bethel. And he goes, no, I'm not, I'm not leaving you. Then he says, hey, well, why don't you stay here, man, at Bethel? I'm going to go to Jordan. No, 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 I'm not going to stay. I'm, I'm sticking with you. Why don't, why, don't, why don't you stay here, man? I'm going to cross up. No, 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 I'm sticking with you. He couldn't lose me. He couldn't stop him. But when Elisha was telling Jehoash to whack the ground, he wanted to see his commitment. And, I, and kind of in my imagination, as I see that moment, I'm thinking, he's a king. He doesn't want to look like an idiot. This is a dumb thing. Arrows aren't meant to be whacked into the ground. I don't know how hard he whacked it, but I sense he probably just did a bit of a kingly tap. I don't want to look like an idiot, so I just sort of... <laughs> no, 
My father, my father, the horsemen and the chariots of Israel. I want a double portion. And here's what Elijah, Elisha, sorry, did. He got angry because he said, you should have whacked it. You should have whacked it at least five times. You should have probably whacked it six times. In other words, you should have done double what you were doing, man, if you were serious. Come on, am I talking to anybody? Elisha's there, he's about to go to heaven, and he's like, man, I don't mind you having a double portion. I mean, the grace of God, I mean, you haven't served me, you haven't been doing what I've been doing, but okay, you come here, you're the king, and God's anointed you as the king, and your, your lifestyle hasn't been very great. And, but listen, you serious, you want this, okay, there's a conditional... There's a conditional, there are certain anointings that come as a condition. And he says, okay, there's some things you need to do. There's a prophetic thing. I'm going to grab the bow with your hands. You fire it through. See, there's something that we're doing here in the spirit. You've got to get your heart into it. You've got to have some zeal, man. Now grab those arrows. Grab those arrows. Start whacking the ground, man. Start whacking the ground. And he's like, is that enough? A couple more. And he's like, no, that's not enough. He got so angry, it practically killed him. Because the next word was he died. He was like, ah, oh, I'm out of here. Take me home. <laughs> and here's the challenge for our generation, because there's one thing for us to say, God, we're seeing something coming. We're seeing the wave. We see the wave of God. We see the potential. We see the prophecy. I'm going to say there are anointings that come automatically. There's anointings that you hardly have to work for. Paul talked about Timothy and he said, stir into, into life the, the gift of God that was in you by the laying on of my hands. Who did all the work? Paul did all the work. He was laying hands and putting the gift in there. He says, you stir it up. There are some anointings that come automatically, but there are some things, friends, we need to pay a price to be able to step into and say, God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to take that. I'm going to take that. We're going to pay a price if we want to get in there. Jehoash, he didn't pay the price. And Elisha was like, I can't believe you came here. Wanting a double portion. Quoting the same words that made me catch the double portion of my master. I can't believe you came here half-hearted. Still with your crown on and your attitude and your pride. And not wanting to look like an idiot. How many of you know sometimes when God moves, you're going to look like an idiot? Eh? And the anointing lifts and you go, ooh, that looked embarrassing. Come on, anyone relate to that? He was angry. He said, you should have done double. What's my message? Double portion potential. Half portion living. What is it, friend, that you need to double? What is it that you actually need to do double of? Now, I don't believe in works, and I, and I believe in grace. I don't believe we wake up in the morning and we have to earn God's pleasure. But I do believe that there is a price, and there is a reason there's a wave that's stationary. It's because God's saying, it's not my time. I'm ready. The wave's ready. I'm waiting for you. I'm waiting for the church. I'm waiting for people to step into the price. Talk about easy anointing. Peter Robertson, many of you will know him. I, I had the privilege of spending some time with him. Easy stuff. Normally over a latte. Easy stuff. He's prophesied over me in a few meetings. Is he prophesied anybody here? He had a mentor a Maori prophet called Murray Thompson. And he gave me Murray's Bible. Peter Robertson gave me Murray's Bible. He was his mentor and gave it to me as a gift. And I put it on my shelf and that's nice. I wish Murray had underlined more stuff. <laughs> He's one of those guys who just believed in reading the Bible. I was like, oh, let's see what he underlined. Oh, nothing. So, <laughs> but... But here's the thing, easy anointing. What I mean about easy anointing, I'm at a conference. Now, Murray has passed away many years ago. I never met him. 
I'm at a conference. I'm speaking. At the end of the session, there's a break. And I'm talking to some people and, and just sort of kind of just behind them, there's an oldish lady just kind of waiting for us to finish our conversation. And so we finished and she came over and she said this. She said, can I, can I hug you? I'm like, sure. Yeah. And she gave me a hug and she said, I so enjoyed listening to you speak because you reminded me of my husband. And it was like I enjoyed it because it was like seeing him ministering and preaching. And I was like, oh, really? Who's your husband? And she said, Marie Thompson. Now that's what you call an easy anointing. You go, how did that happen? I didn't even mean it to happen. I don't even know if Peter meant it to happen. I mean, how in the world is there a spiritual DNA that happens over latte? And I want to tell you that we, there's a spiritual flow that affects our lives. There's a spiritual flow that affects because you're here, part of Hope Center. We have an apostle as part of the network, and so there's a spiritual flow. When I came here, I felt like the Lord speaking to me. Paul would start some of his letters. Paul called to be an apostle. And then there are other letters where he would write, Paul, an apostle. And so I said to Seth, I think I'm at the stage of Paul called to be an apostle. In other words, I can get some mentoring. I'm called to be it. I'm not it, but I'm called to be it. We can benefit from automatic anointings. But I tell you, there are things that you potentially can carry. That is not just going to be an automatic, but you're going to have to pay the price. There are things that you will need to do to say, God, I'm wanting to reach into the double portion. And God says, sure. But maybe you've got to do twice what you're doing now. Come on. Now, I don't know what that means to you. But I feel like a burden in my heart that says our generation could be like Jehoash. Where we want to get it cheap. We want to get it instant. We want, we, want to, we want to shortcut the process so we're not necessarily having to serve, but we can come to a holy moment and a special altar call and say, ooh, 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 can I say the right stuff and get the double portion? And then we don't actually live the life that God is looking for conditionally to place a double portion on. Listen, I'm, I'm not just preaching to you, man. I'm preaching to me. I'm telling you, we are in this together, but we can miss. We can let a move of God slip through our hands if we are like Jehoash, where we just think, Lord, we just want to get it cheap, and we just want to get the shortcut, and we don't want to get up early in the morning and pray, and we don't want to read our Bibles because Netflix is so much easier. Come on. We don't want to do those things because, Lord, we just want to get it cheap, and we want to get it easy, and we want the shortcut, and we don't, we, we don't, want, to, we don't want to bake in it. We want it instant. When Smith Wigglesworth, this is what I've heard, was about to jump in the ship and leave after a move of God in Wellington. Am I right about this? That he yelled off the ship, pay any price for an open heaven. What did he say? Pay any price for an open heaven. Hey, I believe in some ways those words has been spoken over your life. What's the price you have to pay for an open heaven over your life? Now you understand why I said, Lord, we need anointing to hear this message. Come on. Because if you hear it wrong, you can walk out of here and you can feel condemned and discouraged. Or if you have the anointing, you walk out of here going, come on, bring it on, Lord. I'll get up early. I'll do what you need. I'm going to pay the price. There could be a fire or a discouragement, but I believe there's a fire. Come on. There's a fire that says, Lord, you know, he said you should, have, you should have struck it five or six times. Six is double. Five is not quite double. 
Let's just think really, really practically, okay? Just, maybe you pray for 30 minutes. Maybe Elisha's saying, man, you should be praying for 50 or 60 minutes. You know, one of the ways that I really, lo- I love to pray. But you know, one of the ways that I learned to love to pray, it happened in a moment. Because it took discipline. I said, Lord, I'm going to pray 15 minutes a day in tongues, morning and night. And you know, as soon as you start to pray, that's when the phone rings. Then you think, oh, this is what I forgot to do. Oh, I need to do that. Suddenly, you can start writing a list of things that you need to do as soon as you start to pray. And, uh, but I, I did that, and I said, okay, Lord, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lift it. I'm going to lift it to 30. Well, I started having 30. Now, I don't have a discipline thing. At that time, I didn't need to discipline my flesh. I said 30 minutes in the morning, 30 minutes at night, primarily in tongues. And so when I was at the 30 minutes, I tell you, my flesh was not enjoying it. It'd be like this. Oh, only five minutes. How many minutes more have we got? When did we start again? Are you sure it's been, or maybe we got the time wrong? And that was what my flesh was doing. My flesh was like, oh, I'm so ready. Maybe we could do it tomorrow. Maybe I could do double tomorrow. Can I do an IOU? God, I owe you for tomorrow. And, you know, and, so, and, and my flesh was fighting it and distractions and all sorts of stuff. And you know what? Suddenly something rose up. How do you know your spirit is the real you? The spirit is the real you. And the, the, the spirit rose up on the inside and said, right, that's it. I'm going to do an hour. The moment I said that, I wasn't even intending to do it. The moment I said that, my flesh stopped complaining. <laughs> Don't complain. It might be double again. <laughs> That's it. Seriously, I'm telling you, that was it. That was the last time my flesh complained. It was like, whoa, okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll get in line. <laughs> we'll get in line. Listen, everyone has a different... Maybe Jehoash was half-hearted and Elisha was whole-hearted. Maybe Elisha was all in. Jehoash was only part in. Maybe Elisha was undignified. But Jehoash couldn't sacrifice his reputation. I'm not sure what double looks like in your life. Because it's everything different for everyone else. What God would call you to do may be different from what God's called me. But here's the challenge. If we step into next year, let's not just pray for double. Let's live and pay the price and have an expectancy and say, Lord, we're going we're gonna to pay whatever it is for an open heaven. We're going to pay whatever the price for an open heaven. Yeah, we need miracles. So maybe it's fasting. Yeah, we need harvest. Maybe it means stepping out, taking a step of faith, doing something maybe that you haven't done before. Hey, we're going to call the band. And, uh, and I feel like there is an anointing as we finish the year to set you up for the year that's coming. Set you up for the year that's coming. There may be some pruning of some things. But I tell you, if we can be a people that don't just pray and prophesy for double, but we live our life responding to the Holy Spirit to pay the price, we won't be double portion potential and half portion potential living. Come on. Has anybody received that message? Why don't you stand? Why don't you stand on your feet around the place here? Because Lord, we we ask you that as there's been an anointing to hear this message, so we pray right now, Holy Spirit, that you would take it and, and you'd begin, Lord, to To build a fire out of it. You begin to build a fire out of it. 
Holy Spirit, that you would just breathe across this place right now and that you would you'd personalize. You take this message and, Lord, you'd personalize it. That it becomes you dropping something into our heart. We thank you that you're transforming God and that you said, come follow me. And I'll make you something you can't be on your own. I'm going to make you something that you can't be. And Lord, we thank you for we thank you for what you're doing. We thank you for what you're doing in the nation. We thank you for the fivefold. We thank you, Lord, for all of that. We thank you that the tide is coming up on the gifts. We thank you for all of those things. But Lord, we come right now and we say thank you that there is so much more. Thank you, Elisha had the the faith to know uh, Elijah is a high tide, but there could be double what Elijah's got. We thank you for automatic anointings, things that just come so easy. But Lord, we thank you for some gifts and some anointings that you're saying, come on, I'm wanting you to reach for it. I'm wanting you to pay the price to step into it. Holy Spirit, that you would take this and you begin to personalize it around our lives. Because you are the author and that you are the perfecter. And Lord, that you would take fire and you begin to burn a fire. You put a flame on the inside. I tell you, is, it, is, is your name Fire? Was it Fire? Is that, is that right? You know, God is building a fire in you. And I tell you, there's, there's leadership on you. There's responsibility that God is placing on you. But I want you to know that He's, he's placed a yoke on you. You know, but he says, he says to you, his yoke is easy and his burden is light because he's going to carry the burden. It's not a heavy burden. But I just believe today there was a divine appointment for you because God is placing a fire on the inside of your life. Far, far for fire. Dave, can you, just, can you just place a hand there? Father, we just want to thank you right now. Lord, we just say, Lord God, we thank you that there is a price. There is a price that you'll pay. Not in the flesh or in the labor, but according to the Spirit. Ha! And Lord, we release fire on the inside of this man. Brendan, can we get you just, can you come out for a second? I think it's, it's interesting that you're here. All the way from Palmy. But Spirit of God, just lift your hands. Father, we just want to thank you. There's, there's been, there's been, there's been a, a sense of like uh, cobwebs and confusion around you. And, and, and I know a little bit of it and I don't know a whole lot of it. But, but Father, I want to thank you that there is a fire that you're building in this man. Shoshoshoshoshoshoshoshoshoshoshoshoshoshoshoshoshoshoshoshoshoshoshoshoshoshoshoshoshoshoshoshoshoshoshoshoshoshoshoshoshoshoshoshoshoshoshoshoshosh
And there's actually going to be a difference. And Spirit of God, we just thank you that you're accelerating in this season. And oh, there's a yoking together of these two. Not in a permanent way, but in certain divine appointments. And we thank you, Lord, for fire in their feet and an acceleration. An acceleration. And for you, Seth, that God is giving you sons in the nations, sons in Germany, sons. Sons, where they're going to say to you, next time can you come to my town? And you'll say, no, but, but you can have this one. And then they're going to say, Seth, when I went in your name, it was different. It was different. Sarah, I just feel for you, it's like this year has been like, wow, we made it. <laughs> it's been like, wow, we did it all. We survived. But I feel like there's a double portion coming on you and on the team. And someone just quickly, just, just if we got a lady or someone, just quickly just lay hands. But Father, we just want to thank you over that whole team. Show, Rabindi, it's like you've survived. It's like you've made it. But don't tell me there's another lap. It's like, wow, I got there. I survived. I made it. But Father, we thank you for a double portion over this team. And a double portion over Sarah. Fire on songs. Fire on songs. Miracle breakthrough on songs. It's going to become more common that people say, you know when you were singing that song, I got healed. Right to the back row. Right to the back row. That anointing, that flow. Father, we thank you that you're personalizing it. That you're personalizing it. Hey, if you felt like God was building a fire, I just felt like a fire. I don't know if anybody felt a fire. If you felt like God was building a fire, quickly, just come on out. Quickly come out. We're going to say, God, in the name of Jesus, we ask you, Lord, that you would cause us to be people that are double portion potential and double portion living. And Lord, if you say, yes, Lord, I want to be that person. Double portion potential and double portion living. We're going we're gonna, to, in a moment, we're going to set the, the prayer team on you. We're going to set Jody and Seth and Ross and others on you. We're going to release Tim on you as well. Because what we're saying is, God, we ask that you would put a fire, show a fire, <laughs> a fire for double portion living. Blueprints. Blueprints. In the name of Jesus for a year that's coming. Not just blueprints of what to do, but blueprints of how to live. Come on, God's personalizing it. We thank you for blueprints. Oh. For some people, next year is going to be like you exploding out of the starting blocks. We pray right now for a spirit of wisdom and revelation because for some people here, it's like next year is going to look different to what you're expecting. And the predominant gift that you carry, you're still going to operate in it. 
But there's going to be a secondary gift that's going to have the oil of God on it that starts to get all the cut through. You're going to be surprised because it's a secondary gift that is going to create the fruit next year. And your primary gift is still going to operate, but there's this other thing that's going to bring cut through. It's the Holy Spirit. Personalize it. Blueprints. Shoko rekira. Rivende mazoko ravrela hataya. Mandrola bashtika. Breleza makila haraiza kilende maushobra. Rekila masika helende zabrola mashika. Zebrolo moshuratinde. It's like Mike, you're just bigger. You're just, you're just bigger from the year and the years that you had, the places that you've been. It's like you've been on growth steroids. It's like you've been growing in God. And I tell you, that growth is going to continue. I see you just growing. It's like growth steroids in the Spirit. And Father, we thank you right now for spiritual strength and spiritual stamina. And we speak growth into gifts that have been operating in you. And we declare in the name of Jesus that they would expand and enlarge and grow. Shakila Mahila. Zorabahasho. Show Shoko Raviza Maula Hila Kaila Handa. Show Rakila Reza Maura Vinde Reza Kaila. Show Rabrela Mauka Vinde. For some of you receive the anointing. The anointing will, will unpack what it's gonna mean, but right now it's it's the anointing you, you grab a hold of. The anointing you grab a hold of us, Shobakila, Haila Mando, Zubra, Shtiba, Rendiza, Makila, Zobarisha, Rumbakila. Something stops around you. We just declare a covering and a protection. Show Ravila, Haum, Bravika, Haila, Haila, Hasakuta, Inde. Glory of God. Glory of God. Glory of God. Robandiza, Makai. They said of uh, Evan Roberts that before the Welsh revival, that he would wake up and the Holy Spirit would be shaking him. He'd be shaking him. He'd be shaking under the presence of God. Sometimes two, three o'clock in the morning. We declare in the name of Jesus right now over you, Pisa. We break everything that sought to shut and close you down. And I declare in the name of Jesus, be free. Show in the gift of God, in the gift of God, in the gift of God, in the gift of God. Zoko raliza maula visha rola harinde kileda haraila. Zoba disa maula handiza. Roba haliza. It's like I see like a, like 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 doors over you that are sought to close you down, sought to close you down. Shobola hilakai. But we declare those things to be illegal. We command an open heaven. An open heaven, an open heaven. And there's those gifts that you carry, but there's others that in the name of Jesus, we breathe life into them. For you've run on your own, but you'll run in a team now. For you've run on your own, but you'll run in a team. For Elijah... He ran to God and he said, oh God, they've killed everyone and I'm the only one left. God said, no, nah, I've, I've reserved heaps. I've reserved heaps like you. You're going to spark people in other churches. You're going to spark people in other cities. Oh, people have underestimated you. And that's, that's a design from God. Whoa! I see people sit down with you and they think this should be safe and suddenly a grenade explodes in the spirit. And there's something that was cut short in terms of how you operate in God. In terms of what you were expecting, something was cut short. But I feel in, the year to, in this year, 
It's going to get restarted. I don't know if that makes sense to you. But Father, in the name of Jesus, show that one thing that was cut short gets restarted. It's restarted. Shobrela, Robeki, Ladede, Jobrade, 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 Jobrade. Show. Oh. Sobrade, la 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 So. We speak and call you into the nations. So we see the dust of nations upon your feet. Dusty feet. Dusty feet. Ask of me. I make the nations your inheritance. The ends of the earth your possession. You're going to find God's going to begin to relate to you. Relate to you. Not about the season that you're in. I know we spoke about this. Not about the season that you're in, but the season you're stepping into. He's going to call those things which be not as though they were. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Be healed in the name of Jesus. So Rabila Marakila Radahai. Ruba Shurade. Ruba Shurade. Ruba Shurade. Stay down, stay down, stay down. There's more God's doing. Shurade Maki. Ruba Shubaradinde. Ruba Randiza Makaila. Oh, Hey, just around this place before we finish. If you're on the floor, just stay on the floor. If you're getting ministry, just... But we're going to just worship God. And I tell you what we're going to do. We want to sing that song, You're Worthy of It All. Because I want to tell you every price that God places His finger on your life to pay, He is worthy of you paying it. Come on. He is worthy of it all. Whatever the future holds, whatever the price is, whatever the suffering is, whatever it might be, He is worthy of, the, of it all. He is worthy of it all. Shabre la kazinde. And come on, as we, as we close this, say, Lord, we just receive the blueprints from heaven. But we just declare what a privilege and honor it is to live for the King of kings and the Lord of lords. In this time and in this generation, let's worship Him. I mean, no, He is worthy of it all.